Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast. I am Dax Holt. I am joined on the other microphone by my good co-host. Well, I was going to say good friend, and then I said co-host, and so I'm not going to say good good co-host friend. Adam Glenn, <laughs> welcome, buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good to, good to hear from you. I haven't talked to you all week. It's been a busy week in New York City. You know who I was just with, dude? I was just with Sebastian Maniscalco. He's hosting the Music like, Awards. Who is that? Exactly. That's the toughest part. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is, but he's insanely funny. Like you he's dropped not... his name like he was a fucking A-lister, though, I'll tell you. You know what? I think either you love him or you hate you lo- I, No, you hate him. But if you're like an Italian-American, if you're in a, a heavily Italian neighborhood, people love him. He is, he's one of the most successful comedians in the world. So I was just with him. He's hosting the MTV Music Awards uh, next oh, wow. week. It's Pretty cool, and the guy's never had a TV show. It's strictly off his stand-up success. What, what's and, uh, his name? I, how have I never heard of this guy? And he's hosting Sebastian the MTV Maniscalco. Music Awards. What's his name? Sebastian Maniscalco. All right, all right. Let's see if I recognize his face here. You don't watch that show. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, never... yeah. I know who he is. Okay, I just didn't know his name. Yes, gotcha. but listen. Besides that, I'm excited for today's show because if you're a fan of the Hamptons. If you're a fan of Bravo, if you're a fan of the summer, you've seen this. <laughs> and houses. If, you, if, you're a fan, if you're a fan of houses, In if the you're summer. a fan of uh, burning, uh, yeah, you're a fan of this girl. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm excited for her because she's doing some really good stuff. She's got a crazy good podcast that's blowing up, and she started to do stand-up now, which we're going to get into. Hannah Burner is on what? today's podcast. What's Welcome. up, boys? <laughs> okay, first of all, as an Italian American, I do love me some Sebastian. See, Sebastian, how do I not know about this guy? I think he went viral because he'd do these like Facebook clips, like people would meme his stand up on Facebook, and the Italian moms would share to all their Italian moms, and it blew up within the Italian community. That's so He's funny. huge. He's... Like, how do I not know about? I know I like I've been in this entertainment business for so long. How do I not know this guy? Like. I don't know much about you, but now I'm like losing respect for you I, as a I reporter would, and I would be journalist. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's so big right now. Like it's he's so big. It's funny what you say about like Italian mothers. I had a, a girlfriend of mine reach out to me. Her mom reached out to me, asked if because she was so. It was the most ridiculous thing. She goes, "Do you think we could get Sebastian to perform at uh, my daughter's <laughs> uh, bachelorette party?" Or, or shower, wedding. Or, be like, or, yeah, like, for three hundred grand. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> think about what you just asked me. Never repeat <laughs> yourself. Those what? are the kind of people that they're like, ask first and apologize later. <laughs> I couldn't believe she even asked me. I also was like, kind of like, oh my god, she must think I'm really in the business or have that much pull that I could get Sebastian to perform at her bridal shower or whatever <laughs> it was going on. I it was think, like race is such a hard thing to joke about nowadays, but. We can still joke about Italians, especially when you're Italian. And he has some joke about just like Italians. Just we love complaining and being upset about stuff, but never trying to solve the problem. We just love venting about how angry we are. And there's you know, no solving. Isn't that everyone though? That's everyone. Yeah. You know, there's a little Italian in everyone. That sounds <laughs> weird and sexual, but not. so Hannah, I want to talk to you. Obviously, people first saw you from Summer House. Now they've heard you on other people's podcasts. You got your podcast. This is doing really well. Thank Are you, you enjoying in like how the transition in the past? I mean, the past I would say I, roughly two years has been pretty cr- different for you. 
Yeah, I actually, so I've been a tennis player my whole life. You don't have to hold the mic. It actually sounds better when you don't hold it. I'm like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I was a tennis player my whole life. And um, so that was, my life was very regimented. It was highly, a lot of pressure, highly competitive, not a lot of humor involved. Um, But I think that's where I got some humor to cope with like the darkness of like being a and a lonely athlete like tennis is a very lonely sport you're just like in your head all the time it's actually similar to stand-up you just travel on the weekends and if you do well you love yourself and if you do bad you hate yourself um so I was just training for that and then I went into sales I went into marketing but I also learned how to do video during school and um I just was like I miss doing video I wanted I started manifesting like I want to just do video so I wanted to go into like sports broadcasting or something and then Betches the Instagram um was looking for a video producer my friend was like you're goofy you're funny like submit a video so I submitted a stupid video on my iPhone they called me in they were like we love your humor but you have no experience we'll let you freelance for us and then within that year, I like really honed my like comedic writing, like my meme writing, my tweet writing. And I started making like viral videos that I'd act in for the Betches account, which had like six million followers. And then Summer House happened, my podcast happened. So it's really been like ever since I quit my marketing job, shit's been like life is different, life is better. And so <laughs> is it crazy to take that leap because you had that security? with your job out of college, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm not happy. How did you feel when you kind of made that leap? What was going through your head? Were you gonna be able, how'd your family think? Did you ever question yourself if you're gonna be able to get by financially, you mm-hmm. know, during that whole period? They say like the worst, the only thing that's worse than heroin in terms of addiction is like a monthly salary. And there's like such a security to it. And I think that I got to, I have to, it's like a breakup. Like you don't just break up when you think things are bad. Like you have to wait till it's so fucking bad. You can't even like hear his like breath in your direction or like see him blink. You're like, I just want to stab him in the neck. Maybe that's me. But like, I got to such a point that I was like, I'd rather be homeless than like doing this dead end job every day. Like I'm not passionate. I, I just need to get out. And I remember talking to my parents and they were like, honestly, my mom's something very powerful. She was like, I believe in you and those little I just that little bit of encouragement was nice also like I've been in you know tough relationships I've been in shitty jobs I've been depressed before I literally was like I just don't want to be depressed the money will come I just don't want to be depressed and once you're not depressed life is a lot easier you can like get out of bed and like do shit so um and I always people don't talk about it they're like oh you um you got on this show and I podcast like I'm a really, I am a hard worker. Like I, um, and people don't, they just see social media. They see you like at events and like, you know, having fun with your cool friends, but it's like, you have to put in the work behind the scenes. And I think that's what I love right now. I love creating and I love making funny shit. How's the evolution been from being like a normal average person to now becoming a celebrity where people recognize you, whether that's from a viral video that you did or from the Bravo show, like what, how has that changed your life? I think because I was a tennis player, like I was, I always was used to people being like, um, Oh, I know Hannah from tennis. Oh, you're the tennis girl. Oh, you got that. So I was, 
I wasn't, I was used to like, I'm a fucking narcissist. Like I liked people knowing my name. I wanted to work hard enough that people knew my name. That people were like, oh, that's Hannah Burner. She's the tennis player. So now it's actually been, I love when people are like, oh, we love you on Summer House. But I fucking love when a girl's like at a bar and she pulls me aside and she's like, I just want to say your podcast is the shit. And I'm like, you're my family. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cause Summer House was, I'm not involved in the creative at all. I just go, I get drunk, I pee in the hot tub. And then a couple months later, I watch myself on TV. And I don't know what it's going to be. But if people like me, that's why I started my mental health comedy podcast, Burning in Hell, where it's like, if you like me a little, listen to me really be myself completely unfiltered. And then like, we'll start a relationship from there. <laughs> so people recognizing me is nice, but people actually understanding me uh, is what makes me feel really good. Well, I mean, when you, I mean, it's cool because you are a big advocate for mental health and, you know, you talk about on your podcast, you talk about anxiety and depression. Uh, so, but I think it's interesting that you're working for Betches. You're doing that part-time. You're making the con. what exactly kind of content were you making for Betches? Now, Daxa, Betches is a, it's a very popular, I'd say, obviously majority of the viewers are females. I see, you know, so it's yeah. a fun, cool account where they just it's like the female locker room. What kind of content were you making exactly for Betches? Great question. So I, um, I was writing, editing, producing, directing, acting in one minute viral videos for them. So I'd like write a script, which is actually like kind of hard because the first like five seconds, you have to get people's attention without giving away the whole joke. And then you have to keep it like, surprising enough that there's still like a button at the end of the video that people aren't expecting so I would just like make three videos a week for them we post on the page and I just get better and better a lot of writing a lot of editing um and then the fact I was acting it was great and then people started to like like my, the videos that I was in in particular that's when I realized like oh shit I think I'm kind I we're on something and I I like being in front of the camera I think there's, I always had whispers being like, you want to be a star. You want to be in front of the camera. But I was like, no, that's ego. I don't want to do that. And then one day I was like, fuck it. Can't hold back who I am. <laughs> <That's cool. That's laughs> I awesome. love the camera. <laughs> when you're not working during the summers, were you going to the Hamptons? I mean, what how, Like, Great question. So I, what was... I've never wanted to be on a reality show. I actually was like kind of scared to do reality. I grew up on like watching Jersey Shore and you know, all the ridiculous shit on MTV and VH1. But my life, like, I'm actually the first one on the show that's, like, I'm from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And um, my grandpa and my parents always had a house in Shelter Island, which if you're an L.A. person, it's, at the, it's like, at the end of Long Island. It's, like, a little bit, like, near Montauk, Sag Harbor. So my whole life, that's where I learned how to play tennis. That's where I learned how to golf. Like, to stay sane in New York City, you have to get out of the city during the summer. Um, so that's what I did naturally. And I think maybe that's why when I was originally talking to them, I was like, that's, I mean, I honestly didn't party as much as I do on summer. <laughs> it's like professional partying on that show. But yeah. yeah, it's a real New York city lifestyle. You work hard, you grind during the week and then you get the fuck out to smell the beach air and drink Aperol spritzes. What, what, what does your family say when they watch you on the show? Like, that, that's my that's my big thing. Like when I would watch like Snooki on Jersey Shore, and I would see how crazy she got. I'm like, what does her family think? Is that just like, oh, it's Snooki? Like, what does your family think when they see my you? My family, we've been through so much together in terms like my dad was my tennis coach, so like we we were so in it together. Like, where if I lost a match, we'd be he'd 
be pissed at me if I won we'd be so happy and like they've seen me be like depressed and like deal with bad anxiety and I was like I'm going to this reality show my mom's like have fun <laughs> they don't give as long as I'm happy my parents don't care and it is scary like I had a scene with my dad that I was like if they edit it to make my dad look like an asshole I won't forgive myself if like my dad starts getting like Twitter trolls you know <laughs> yeah. but um at the end of the day with this show you just have to own what you do own who you are and it's been a really positive experience for me do you feel like you represented well post editing I think that um I think that I was represented how like editing what I always say is they can make anyone look any way in one scene but they're not gonna fuck with you to make you look awkward or weird or annoying or mean if you're not continuously throughout a whole season. Yeah. So like I just was myself. I would argue that the show actually helped me mature who I am. I know that sounds weird, but like it was a life experience that like when else would you be forced to do social situations that you would never want to do where like confront people about things you don't want to confront them about. Um, open up about your feelings that you don't want to be vulnerable vulnerable about. The show made me do that, and I really did grow as a person. I know it sounds corny, but it is. It's true. Do you actually like the Hamptons? Like, is it cool? Because I feel like the Hamptons, you know, being in New York City, I'm a Jersey Shore guy, but like, yeah. it has that stigma that it's just rich. It's just a show. It's the same crowd that you see in the city. Everyone's yep. just, just a giant. So I like to I like to call them cityettes. Like, you know, when you're out in the Hamptons and like someone's fucking honking and like people are arguing over what they're ordering for dinner it just feels like Manhattan in a beautiful place which I actually I don't I'm not a huge fan of but Shelter Island is like a small island off of the Hamptons which is where I would go which is like where you, like Louis CK went there to hide like it's a place of like serenity and calmness so the Hamptons um is great for like social shit but I don't go there to relax do you see a lot of celebrities in the Hamptons when you go um, you can, it's hard cause they're not like going out to the clubs. You see a lot of summer house cast members, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, do you go to the Hamptons ever? I do not. Me, I, last time I was there, actually last summer I went to about, I just don't go to the Hamptons because. If you have the shore, it's like, why go to the Hamptons? Exactly. It's a long yeah. ride to the Hamptons. I mean, how do you guys get out there every weekend? Oh, this is the hardest part of the entire fucking show is every Friday morning we jump in our vans and it's like a four to five hour trip and then we do it right back Sunday night oh, we do that God. every week all so are summer. you guys just exhausted the whole that's night. how they drive you insane because by the time you get there you're like I want to kick every single person in the shin that's in this yeah. car so that's how you guys get up. They they have like a, a show van that brings you guys out every weekend. We actually like we the it's really like a very real show in that like we pay for all our food. Like we drive the vans up. Like we plan our parties. We clean up our parties. It's pretty fucked up to be. That honest. sounds like the best show to be a producer on. You're like yeah, just I know. do what you want. <laughs> Imagine if we told like Sonia Morgan or like someone on Real Housewives of New York they have to clean up their own party they would be like you're fired um, so that's but they're like this is a summer house this is what you do so yeah that's what I'm doing with so, so but I mean I know in the real world it, or, or let me say Jersey Shore they kind of do a grocery thing where they say what do you guys want or they say yeah. what oh, they stock the fridge with alcohol we order our own fresh directs really that's interesting yeah. 
You guys this have... is this is a real show. I feel like you'd be good on reality TV. Dax, not you, not me. I'd be... <laughs> Adam would no. be the best. Adam, I feel like you'd be good. Dude, I'm on my own reality show now. It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking stupid and ridiculous. It's so bad. My life is so fucking stupid. You're um, like Johnny Bananas. <laughs> Johnny's my boy. He's great. Uh, I bet you two get along. Oh, hell yeah. We Look at me. I, look at me. We, just, <laughs> we, just, we just got back from the X Games. Are you kidding me? <laughs> me and Johnny drink Mountain Dew all fucking day. Um, so, but yeah. So, you guys have to stock your own fridge. So... But what, you know, in this circumstance, what do you think would happen where you guys just come in, nobody drinks, you guys just make fucking kale salads all day? Do you think the producers were, or do they kind of provoke you guys to kind of do something to make the show dramatic or to make drama or to make content? So I feel like with this show, because we all work hard all week and we're all actually friends, like, we're there to enjoy each other. We're there to have fun. The show is, I think people like it because it's lighter drama. It's more relatable drama. Like, I'm not trying to, like, get your um, husband deported. Uh, instead, I'm pissed that you were talking to my ex-boyfriend at that party. So, like, that's the kind of drama we're dealing with. And it's inevitable. The house is full of such strong personalities. And when you're all down to clown... Every fucking dinner we have ends in some craziness. And you think like, oh, everyone's good. There's nothing going on. A couple espresso martinis and someone is yelling at someone. But we're actually, what's cool about Summer House is like after filming the first season, this whole winter, we've all become like best friends. And that's why I think if there is another season, it's going to be even better because the drama is like, not just to have drama, it's because you actually like care about people and you're like, you shouldn't do that or I'm looking out for you. You get involved in people's business, you shouldn't because you're so close. And um, nothing is forced or fake or you would, I think the Bravo audience is very smart and they see that. Now, like they can see it. Can you, you said, guys smoke you pot on the show? Sorry, go ahead. Um, can we smoke pot? Honestly, I feel like if I did, I'd, I don't smoke, I'd be like crying in a corner or like, we wouldn't be as fun if we all smoked weed. <laughs> what about, like, what about, like, if somebody, you have a party, what about if someone whips out, like, Adderall or Coke? Could you, what would happen? I, I mean, the producers don't know, like, they're not <laughs> watching everything. Um, I personally don't. I've gotten in trouble in the past for talking too much, so I can't say. But, like, people have fun at our parties. Well, Dax, <laughs> Dax likes to put uh, vodka tampons in his butthole. Do you think that would be too <laughs> like, That's what I do. I didn't know there was another way to drink. I just thought that's normal. I don't want to mess up my lipstick, you know, when I get ready. You just go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said a couple minutes ago that, you, you, you know, you're now, with this show, you're kind of, forced to like confront people or yeah open up is that something that you the producers ask you to do like if you're pissed at someone are they like hey we need you to go solve this right now so that it puts it on camera or like it can wait until the car ride home no 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 no, no. that's the one um thing with reality tv and like i don't like i don't there's no like the only thing people need to know is like if you're on a show you save it for camera that just, what he wants to do, fight over it the weekend and then resolve it during the week and then show up and then the audience doesn't understand. Like, the hardest part of the show is that if we're not on camera, like, we can't really talk about shit. So, like, I'm not on the phone with people during the week if I don't see them. So, like, if you're in a fight with someone and you don't want to deal with it, have to wait all week, like, you got to do it right now. And a producer will, like, recommend that. But, like, producers can't make you do anything, but they can recommend and say, 
you should probably talk to him right now. Or, you know what? Tell him how you feel. Um, but we, we're adults. We can do whatever we want. And do, it's up do you to ever you. party with the camera guys? Do you ever party with the camera guys? This is the one thing that people don't see is like, when it, with a TV show, there's a huge fucking crew that's awesome. Like, I love our crew so much. And I think the show was so good, season three, because the crew had such great chemistry with the cast. Um, but there's, like, strict rules that, like, the crew cannot, like, hit on you. Or, like, I'll fucking flirt with the camera guys all day. But, like, there's strict rules that they could get fired for, like, messing with me if they get caught. But the camera guys are hot. They're all, like, big and strong. And they just, like, follow me around. They give me so much attention. <laughs> Like, one camera guy would walk in, and I'd be like, oh, my God, he's literally obsessed with me, and it's only his job to follow me around the house all day. He just keeps taking pictures of me everywhere I go. Yeah, or, like, when they take a break, I'm like, aren't you guys supposed to be working? And I'm, like, drunk in the pool. They hate me, but, like, it's a love-hate. What was the casting process like? Like, how did that come down? What, How many, like, auditions you go? Like, how... When you came onto the show, how did that all come? Really? It was actually really funny. I was working at Betches and I was interviewing celebrities. That's where like I met a lot of people that I was able to then like relay into like comedy or my my podcast. But um, I interviewed Carl and Stephen McGee from Summer House before I even knew what it was. I remember they came in for an interview and I was like, I don't watch this fucking show, and I asked them like stupid questions. And then Carl was like, nice to meet you. Like, we should, I'll let you know if there's fun stuff in the city because they want to do stuff with Betches too. And then I guess they were casting and my name got thrown around because I had met them. They cast based on like who people already know because it's really weird if you just bring like one random person. Cause so we're Adam, pers- season four. Dude, are you kidding me? Someone's, I'll bring a party. <laughs> Adam, Adam, are you single? Um, no. See? See, he'd be boring as shit. He'd be like, my girlfriend. Mm." Yeah, that's the most I've actually heard him talk about her. So does that count? (laughs) Well, (laughs) we can unpack that on the show. Adam, who claims he has a girlfriend. I would just, I I feel like if I was on it, I would just like zone. I'd get too weird with the cameras on me all the time. It is weird. You'll see like um, in the beginning to the end of the show, I think you see I'm a lot more comfortable because they're like, oh, you'll forget the cameras are there. But but what's cool about Summer House is that it's like Big Brother. Once the, the big cameras leave, everything is recorded. There's surveillance everywhere. So that's why, like, they have all those funny scenes of Kyle Cook, like, drunk, eating chips off his chest. He forgets he's on camera. <laughs> and that's when, like, the best fights go down, the best, like, hookups go down. is because When you let your guard down. Surveillance yeah. everywhere. Well, do you, you feel weird, hookup. like, you're showering naked or like do you they don't have it in the bathroom i mean i personally like i don't take my shirt off in my room just because i don't want like 50 members of the crew to see my tits um i got drunk once last season though and like hooked up with a guy kind of my dad watched it he thought it was funny he just laughed he's like you're an idiot because i was like drunk i like the guy stepped on my foot and i was like ow and i like fell on the bed it was cute that's pretty good i like your move (laughs) i was like whoops uh, help me. So do you get along with all the people on the staff? Do you, uh, it's like, I mean, I mean, not staff, I'm saying like the show, yeah. you guys are all that close. Are you guys We're like, close, yeah. but like it's, some of it is like you get bonded by this crazy experience. There's, I'm probably best friends with like Paige and Amanda. Um, there's other girls in the show that like we butt heads all the fucking time, but that's just our relationship. Um, it's evolved. Like friendships are complex. They're not just like I mean, look at boyfriends and girlfriends. Like 
you have so many in your life and some are good, some are bad. And as we're getting closer, like we fight about different stuff and we call each other out on more shit. Um, so I don't have the same friendships with everyone. So are you they not allowed to get a boyfriend while you're on this show? Uh, you are. No, you but are. I'm saying you personally, do you say, I don't want one because I don't want to be boring on my show when I go back? Um, let's just say dating is like complicated for me. Like I started, okay, basically like we're filming. We may or may not be, but if we were filming, um, I'd be ta- I was talking to a guy like two months before we started filming. And I was just like, hey, just letting you know if you get involved with me shooting a show in two months and if you're part of my life that's gonna be a thing and it complicates shit or there's the guys that are like messaging you on apps and they're like hey i love you on summer house and you're like god damn it so it's it makes life complicated and then like do i really want to meet a guy on reality tv like what kind of i don't know so yeah i'm in a i'm in an empty place right now i'm an empty empty dark hole Oh, Darko, you're burning in hell. I'm burning in hell. <laughs> wait, you know, wait, you, you didn't finish telling us about the, the audition process. You said you got oh, contacted, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. then what happened? So then, like, you do a ton of, like, um, different Skype calls and, like, a shit ton of interviews. You actually don't. And then I just got a call, and was, they were like, you're picked. Nice. I was like, holy shit. Do you feel like you picked. have to, like, ham it up during your Skype calls and stuff? Like... How do you... I mean, I was on. You just have to be unfiltered. You just have to be like, yeah, I'd fuck him. I don't like him. She seems like a bitch. Be... But I, I also said to them, starting off, I said, I'm actually not a party animal. If you're looking for, like, some crazy party animal, like, I was an athlete. After, like, six drinks, I pass out. I don't have the stamina of a professional partier. But I was like, if you're looking for a girl to show that, like, women can be funny, women can be athletic, women, you know, can be leaders and women can be um, bosses, like, that's, I'd love to show my career and, like, what I'm up to. And they were like, I think they were looking for a strong female person. I don't only say character because I'm more nuanced than that. So I basically said, that's what you want from me. I will kill it for you. But if you want something else, it's, you're not going to get it. Because I don't want to sign up to a show that they were going to push me to be something I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of got lucky that I was a fit for what they were looking for. Nice. And is it a weekly salary for, like, you get paid per week when they film? It's, ep- it's episodic. Oh, so you get paid per episode. Yeah. Yeah. So the better the show is, the more episodes you get, and the better we all do. But ultimately, like, you don't do a show necessarily to, like, blow up and get really rich. I think, like, Vanderpump, but that's, like, a different deal. In this day and age with, like, all the competition of Hulu and stuff, it's just, like, a, they give you the show, and then it's your job as a reality TV person to make what you want in your career. Bravo literally just gives you the show. And that's why you see such a wide range of reality TV stars of, like, someone like Johnny Bananas who's, like, hosting shit and, like, all over the place and doing tons. He works his fucking ass off. And you can't just go on a reality show and expect your world to change because it really doesn't. Like, even like you guys call me celebrity, but like, even to get any kind of recognition I've gotten so far, like, Bravo was great, but it's like you have to be smart to make it to not be forgotten very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for the money you make on the show, and I don't want to ask specific numbers, but could you live off that and not have to work during the year based on the number you're getting from the show? Eh, that'd be tight. I mean, I'm in New York City, it's fucking expensive. They're, I'm not rich from the show. Well, the, everyone else on the show. I mean, obviously, you're getting to, you know, you're doing stand up, you're touring, you're starting yep. to start doing some live shows. Yeah. You're making your revenue from other things. The other people on the show, 
mm-hmm. has it affect their 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 work in a positive light or negative light? You know, I People think Kyle, Carl definitely know. What's that? Carl gets fired all the time. <laughs> but I think it's just because he parties really hard and these companies are like, they see what he's doing on the weekend and they're like, I don't know. And but he's isn't that what you're signing him. up for when you hire him? Like, 100%. Like but you, I guess... you know, he's on a reality show, so you know what he's like during his party days. Like, you can't <laughs> use that against him once an episode comes out. Isn't it better that you know what he's doing besides the sketchy guys in the office that just show up on Monday with like, you know, bags under their eyes. Who knows what the fuck exactly. they were doing? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Betches wasn't happy with Summer House, um, even though they told me I could do it. Um, but I think it like complicated, like where my passion lied, whatever. Um, Kyle's always wanted to be an entrepreneur. He's had like a hundred different businesses, so I think he's he has this new business, Lover Boy, which is his um, this sparkling tea that's actually so good that just launched. Um, so that's been great for him. Lindsay has a PR business. So like there's a lot of entrepreneurs in it who were entrepreneurs before the show and the show is cool because they show us working during the week. And I think it's important for people to see like we're drinking so much because we've like, we're not just spoiled brats who go out to the Hamptons that like our parents have houses. Like I come from a middle-class family that I like worked my ass off to be where I am that I can do a share house with these people on the weekends. Kyle and Amanda, they're mm-hmm. engaged. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's the right? Do you think they're a right match? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know. So like, I've seen them great together. I've seen them terrible together. Sometimes I think it's hard to fully know when you're on a show together because you get like kind of lost in the sauce. Like, there's a romance in like the cameras and the heightened drama. The Bachelor and, uh, effect, then. The Bachelor effect, and I know like they live together during the year. Um, they live together for the first time and like, I don't know, I'm, I mean, I have a phobia of commitment to an extent. Like I just, I don't like the idea of settling is my worst nightmare. So I kind of, I almost, am like, why don't we wait for the show to end and you guys actually see if this is a sustainable thing. (laughs) So (laughs) you'll have to tune in to see what happens to them. (laughs) You know, again, Kyle did kind of mess around with some other girls, right? He was found that he had cheated on her in between season um, season two and season three. Do you think Amanda did that? No. Knowing Amanda, knowing her personality, she's, yeah. a, she's a very pretty girl. She mm-hmm. shows off. You don't think she's ever... Amanda could get any guy she wants, but she's, like, she's very committed to him, and she's over that. I think, like, he cheated because he fucking drinks too much. And, like, she's not a party animal to his extent. See, that's the thing is, that's the part I question because here's Kyle, he's trying to get involved in business, he's an entrepreneur, but if you're a guy who's going to invest in his business and you see how this guy is, I would think it could possibly affect his business because who wants to invest in a guy who, you know, you invest in a company, you invest in a person, do you want to invest in but yet again, we're all human. We've all I, had the moments, you know? I, so, I we're just lucky this, we don't have cameras on us 24-7. Yeah. I do think that he is fortunate in that this business is the alcohol business. So, like, he's he's like, I am the party of summer, and I've made this drink. So it's better than some of his previous businesses, which have been, like, nutrition apps and, like, something more serious. So I think this is a better direction for him to be like, I know how to fucking party, and this is my favorite drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he does have like a team around him. It's not just him. He's hired like a, I think a CFO. Amanda's doing digital design. I think Carl's doing sales. 
they're they're like creating a real team around this brand you guys should try it that's awesome what, what's it like being a part of the bravo family are you, oh my are you god into the well, other stars are you like what's it like oh my god well it's weird to be a known as a bravo celebrity it's still very new to me um I we partied with like the Southern Charm guys the other weekend. They're insane, but it's and I like partied with Vanderpump before. And every now and then we look at each other and we're like, "This is so weird, right?" And these are like people I've watched on TV for years, and they're like, "Yeah, reality TV is crazy," because it's just we're living our life, and for some reason people are entertained by it. So who's and the, I feel who's, grateful. Who's the most fun person to hang out off Bravo that's not on your show? Oh my god, good question. Who do I, who do I love? Um, um, okay, <laughs> actually, I love um, some of the Real Housewives in New Jersey. Like, Margaret Josephs and um, Teresa Judice are, like, my bitches. Like, Teresa, I interviewed her, like, two or three times, and she saw me once, and she goes, Girl with no job, is that you? And I'm like, nope, I'm not girl with no job. I was at Betches, but thank you. And then since then, she's remembered me every time, like, dabs me up. We, like, hang out together. Um, Vanderpump. Okay, Vanderpump is my favorite. Yeah. Bo and Tom Sandoval. No, not Tom. Tom Schwartz are, like, my two favorites. Like, I didn't get that close with Stassi and Katie, but, like, Bo is the realest motherfucker out there. And then Tom Schwartz is low-key a comedian, but he's always, like, like hung over and sulking about like fighting with Katie, but when he's not, he's really funny. <laughs> so those you are my know, top three. Who are just the ones? Is there any Bravo stars you're like, man? If you saw them in the room, you'd walk away, or just not even worth getting into a conversation with, or you've had some interesting interactions with. I mean, honestly, I don't think I'm like. There's some past Summer House cast members that I don't think are like excited to see me if they saw me because I like replaced them on the show I mean Lauren Workus I'm I've seen and I'm cool with but I think there's like some beef with Summer House because like they cut the cast in half and it was pretty tough for like the OG people um any other people I feel like there's there's just like a, a very family oriented type feel um, oh, I love Kate Chastain, too, from from Below Deck. She's, like, the head stew, they call her. She's a badass. I just think you meet people from so many different walks of life, and it's very cool. Um, but I'll, I'll find someone that I hate. Well, is there competition <laughs> with other shows, though? Like, are you guys, like, very competitive? Yeah, I think that Southern Charm used to, like, like they used to shit on us. They called us, like, Bummer House or something, like, the first or second season. And then our season, last season did better than their season this season and we're like oh <laughs> so like but you have to earn your keep with the bravo celebrities like there's so many bravo shows that you have to do well to be like respected within the cliques but also summer house not to like toot our own horn but it's the first show at bravo that's been in the last five years that's been new that's hasn't been canceled and i think it's because like tv's different than vanderpump like eight years ago we're competing against Amazon, Showtime, all this shit that they didn't have to compete with like seven, eight, nine years ago. So I'm pretty proud of the show we've made or the season that I was on and what's, what's in store for the future. What's the vibe like when you do watch what happens? Like, you know, do you, do you talk to Andy before or is it just kind of like a You guys part? have really good questions. 
you're getting the dirt. So I've only been on as a bartender, but I've like gone on when like Kyle was there and Carl. So you walk in and they have these like gorgeous green rooms and there's like this huge painting made out of candy of Andy and his dog, which is pretty funny. Um, the audience is apparently like the hardest crowd to get into. Like it's very hard to get tickets. Very so hard. Yeah. They're like very passionate. Um, there's two dressing rooms. Like if you're friends, you'll be going back and forth. But if not, like I was there when Lindsay Lohan was there and like I was scared. I stayed away from her dressing Did room. Did she have her door open or closed the whole time? I, it was closed. It was very like she got out and went back in. Like they, she wasn't like chilling, talking there to people. There was no interaction with Lohan? I – there was a weird interaction. She was with Danielle Staub. And at one point, they were taking photos, and she told Danielle to get out of the photo. It was captured on camera. It was great. <laughs> um, Andy is very, like, in Andy busy mode. Like, Paige and I were there, and we gave him a gift for his baby. And he was like, thanks, who are you guys? Like, he didn't know who we were. So that was fun. Um, and then, he like, literally, I was like, I'm a cast member on a show of your network. But it's besides the point. Um <laughs> And, like afterwards he'll say thank you I think he loves like the cute guys in summer house and I he doesn't care for me yet but he doesn't know about me yet when he does it's game changer and he's just like super busy and like larger than life and then once he's the show one, he'll, like and once the show's over he comes out he takes his photos he'll do a little like um shaking your hands and then like we're good and what about the audience? It's hard to get into. Are they easy to please, though? Are they, like... Oh, the audience is loving every second of it. And it gets, like, they're ready for dirt. And I think with Andy, he has serious favorites and serious people he doesn't like. So, like, you can tell from the interview if he, like, hates you or not. Well, that's a good question because I was watching the other day with, I guess it was Titus uh, Bird. Oh, yeah. And yep. they had an interesting interaction where... It kind of Titus, which I think he was out of line. I think yeah. he kind of jumped over Andy about questioning, which I didn't think was bad. Um, but in your opinion, who do you think Andy has really liked or maybe disliked? Um, I think – oh, sorry. It's my phone. I think that um, Andy can be tougher on shows that he, like, maybe doesn't think is doing as well. Like, he loves The Housewives. Um, I think he was really tough on Lindsay – from Summer House, like, I don't, because she made some comments, she was, like, about how a guy isn't masculine enough, and, like, I think that was a, it was kind of a controversial thing to say, and he's, like, what, what does masculinity mean to you? He's just, he's not going to suck up to anyone, and that's what I think makes Andy so great. Like, the, the reunions, he'll call people out right there and be, like, seriously, shut up. And that's what makes Andy not just a host, he's, like, part of the show with you. Like, he's in the reality realm with you was he hard on lohan he, lohan was like kind of just weird the whole time and he was like trying to be kind but i he like called her out for being weird a couple times he is he owns his shit and like one of my best friends is his assistant darren carp and she's just told me he's like an amazing guy and uh what he's done has helped me be who i am so. Have you guys drink the entire time on the show? Like, is there alcohol in the green room? Like, obviously, you're the bartender. Is there a oh lot of drinking? God. In the show? It's crazy. I was the bartender, and they gave us Moscow mules. And, you know, I took like two sips, and next commercial break was like eight minutes, and they took it and gave me a new one. I'm like, I barely drank that one. Like, you are, you are, <laughs> there's they, enough. They alcohol. want some good TV moments. But no one makes you ever drink. It's just available. So, we are, we are 
getting close on time here, but I want to ask you about your baby, Burning in Hell. I thought you were going to say my cat butter. Yes. <laughs> I want to know more about your podcast for people that haven't tuned in and listened to it. Like, give them a little a little rundown of what you're doing on your podcast. Of course. I think meeting a lot of reality TV stars and select people that, like, I'd put on such a pedestal, I realized that, like, what you're seeing on social media obviously is just so false. Like, I'm sick of people going on um, interviews and just talking themselves up and sharing all their successes and their highlight reels. I'm the kind of person I don't like small talk. I'm like, let's, I want to know your dark shit. Like on a first date, I'm like, what past trauma have you not coped with that you're going to project onto me? Let's just get onto this right now. <laughs> so I'm fun. I'm fun on a first date. Um, so Burning in Hell is where I talk to people that for whatever reason are looked up to about their demons, their insecurities, their fears, their anxieties. And I just like them apart, but it's comedic. So we like, we will laugh about depression, suicide, eating disorders. We got it all. Who was your most interesting guest so far? I had a really interesting interview with Francis Ellis from Barstool. Um, I messaged him to be on the podcast on like a Thursday and then he got fired on Friday. Oh, wow. So, and I, he was going to come on on Monday and he got fired because of kind of a controversial article, a very controversial yeah, article. Yeah. So. so he was like, if you don't want me on the pod, it's fine. And I was like, this is what burning hell is about. Like people going through dark times and I'm just going to have to Barbara Walters this shit. And um, he was a, he was a great episode because it was really dark. I was dealing with a guy who got fired from his job that was very important to him, um, and talked it through with him. So, and then I have friends who opened up about, you know, like certain like an eating disorder that I didn't even know about, and then we talked through that shit. And then it's the people that open up afterwards that are like damn i felt less alone like that's what this is about do you think adam could be your guest because he's got a tiny penis he needs to talk about uh, she, I'm like, not supposed to tell her yet supposed to have the 45 minute mark are you are you like micro or just tiny i pee on my own balls so i don't know whatever you think. <laughs> no, i'm pro small dicks right now like i think like big dicks are so overrated we gotta be hanging okay around. this is let's, <laughs> this, this is the headline of the podcast Big dicks are overrated, guys. With the podcast, you're going to start doing some live shows. Is that oh, right? Yeah, so I had my first live show at Caroline's. It was an incredible experience. I did like 10 minutes of stand-up and then had a bunch of my favorite guests. And then um, Gotham Comedy Club tomorrow, I'm doing 20 minutes of stand-up. I'm having like Paige DeSorbo. Um, Francis Ellis is actually going to be on it. And I think I'm going to start doing like a tour on the East Coast first and get some of my favorite comedians to like guest on it. And like, cool. I just, I love being able to, see people because i do so much podcasting reality tv which like you don't get to see the reactions of people and that's it's fantastic fun. i can't wait to do the show with you yeah. um yes I, <laughs> I love no. you lot. you're you're my neighbor look at you we're, we're hanging out we're, we're queens babies um yeah. so that's amazing though so are you how you feel about stand-up though have you been practicing at all for this or is this kind of okay. so i like dated a stand-up in my day and i've like learned so much about it from him just like being around him all the time and, but I was like, that's his thing. I'll never do it. But I like love tweeting and tweeting is just writing jokes. I mean, it's a, it's the small, almost button of a joke. And then for my first live show, I was, my friend was like, do 10 minutes of stand up, do it. And, I was like, no. and she's like, do it. And I was like, fine. So I wrote it out. It was a lot of fun. And now I wrote out, like I wrote out more content and I just walk around my house and just do it in the shower, do it like while I'm 
No, I don't cook. What am I talking about? Do it while I order seamless. Do it just like walking around with no pants on. So I'm just like really just rehearsing it. I'll like call a friend, rehearse it to them. So that's and what I, I'm doing. I would recommend if people aren't following you on Instagram, do so because you got some funny jokes. I see you post obviously your Twitter jokes. You screen grab them, post them on Instagram, and they're pretty. You got some good shit up there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just want to keep creating because that's what makes me happy. And if it's through podcasts, through Instagram, through live stuff. It's all good. Well, thank you for joining us. Adam, you have any last questions before we got to go? Dax, uh, no, I don't. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) He got nervous. (laughs) Well, thank you again. We wish you much luck in stand-up on your podcast. Hopefully there's a season four of Summer House. Um, And it was really nice to have you. Thank you for being so honest and open and all that good stuff. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me.